Hey guys, this is Table Talks with Atares, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have. You should do the intro. Hey guys, this is Table Talks with Atares. <laughs> I wish they could see me right now. An inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm Ash. I'm MJ. And today we are talking about... What are we talking see about See how today? hard this is? <laughs> We're talking about goals... We're talking about, no, time management. You want me to finish it off for you? (laughs) (laughs) So I think this is an apt conversation, just resetting from having spent time, namely four weeks with family and looking back on how that impacted our day to day. Uh, We just wanted to have a fresh conversation and fresh look on time management, what that looks like, how we do it at our house, how you and I are very different in how we approach it, and then also talking through what we would like to do now that we kind of have this quote unquote time back. So Mm. if you need a 2024 time management reset. I don't know if this is it, but I hope it's entertaining. And helpful (laughs) and insightful. Hope you enjoy. All right, my dear. Today we're going to talk about well, first of all, I want to see how you're doing. <laughs> you always start with this. I feel like I'm doing good. Thanks for asking, dear. It does mean a lot to me that you do ask how I'm doing. I hope it's not just for show, though. For the <laughs> likes. <laughs> for the likes, comments, yeah. and subscribes. Yeah. No. You know, we're sitting here. I've been like into these city jazz scapes in the background. Yeah. Man, it's just so nice. I don't know what it is, but environment is just kind of a, the vibe of the environment. We'll, we'll get I don't know what, what the kids we... today say. I guess vibe is like, I'm dating myself by saying that, but yeah, the, I don't, I don't know what word you would use. The feng shui. Yeah, the feng shui of the environment is just something that's always been important to me. It's kind of make or break on whether I can be creative or not. We'll get into what I want, like what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. But I think some of this like revival in this feng shui that you have uh, was in part due to that episode that you were listening to. What? The Virginia Dixon one. Did it have anything to do with that? And the frequency? No, babe. No? I'm not talking about frequency on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about that. We're definitely keeping this. No. Listen. No, because I, uh, I think it definitely is a little bit. No, I love seeing these city. I love like the cozy cabin jazz where you're sitting in this like beautiful A-frame cabin or like the cityscape in the background and there's like jazz music playing. I love, love that. You don't realize that's that's one component of it. The other component was that other lady you were listening to about oh, no. the gut health, oh, and the gut here, flora here we go. is determined by how you feel about things. Yes. I do think I'll say in your this. Environment. Listen. Listen, I don't know. That whole side of things just <laughs> gets a little I I don't I don't know nothing, okay? I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a dietitian. I'm I'm literally nothing, okay? <laughs> but but I do know I got some intolerances mm-hmm. that I never had before. But I've also put my body through the ringer. You know, I was on keto for several years and then we had I had two pregnancies back to back and here we are, you know? So all I'm saying is it helps mentally reset my mind, I think, to just reset the environment, you know, with just something that's a little bit calming. 
I'm dealing with a lot of meltdowns during the day. You know, we need like a reset. Yeah. It's like when you're studying something or listening to a lecture, your brain can only take so much data in at one time before you start tuning out. Your brain is like looking. That's a signal that your brain is looking for a break. And I think our society has just with social media and how fast right like the little literal frames are of what we're taking in short form videos and these things has lessened that attention like our ability to hold attention for long periods of time to where we need breaks all the time Mm -hmm. like a mental reset every couple of minutes and so you know that's like my mental reset i listen to a couple of meltdowns and then i'm like all right here we go reset i need a mental reset that's fair put a cityscape in the background some jazz music. Does this, does this mean that there will be a day in the future where we will be living in Uptown Charlotte I, with a view of the skyline? I would love it. I think the other thing is, too, when I say environment is important to me, I think what it really is is that being in nature, and I've always been this way, nature or even like it can be seeing the city, too, but there's like water in the background. There's a bridge. There's the sky. There's planes going. It's... There's something about that, like that nature element of things that is so calming to me. Like I love it so much. So whether it's, I think my favorite is probably the cabin scenes where it's like the cozy cabin vibe. Oh my goodness. If I could just watch snow falling or hear the rain and sit there by the fire and there's nothing more This is definitely new. Like this is not, this is something that hasn't happened. I just haven't done this, Mm -hmm. but... When you're, it was when your siblings were here. Remember, they had that coffee shop jazz in the background, and it was like a coffee shop scene with the like little smoke that literally comes up from the cups, the coffee cups. Mm-hmm. And so they had that on, and I was like, "Wow, I really actually." Wait, they were the ones that put that up. They were the ones who put that up. And so then, when I was trying to find like mm. cozy jazz scene, all these cabins came up, and I was like, "Ooh, this is unlocking something in me." Gotcha. So relaxing. So when I put the kids down for a nap, I'll like put one of those on. And I feel like I'm just like super creative in that moment. So I'll like write. I'll do all these things. That that makes sense now. Especially because, you know, my, my siblings live in Europe. And they I think Europeans are just... shop scene. That, that and I would notice very stark differences between me and my siblings. <laughs> in just like general aesthetics. Yeah. They uh, definitely dress much more aesthetically pleasing than me (laughs) i am i have definitely delved into the world of comfort Mm. and so that does make sense to me that that was what sparked your curiosity yeah it just kind of unlocked something in me i was like Mm -hmm. ooh, when i'm sitting here trying to be creative or write something or so what happens when you hang out with aesthetic europeans oh it was so nice and now i just love it i put it on every day just yeah. like mm, jazz music in the background, a nice cabin scene. Well, I think this is a good segue into what we did want to talk about. But you didn't say how you are. How are you doing, dear? Yeah, I think I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing, I think I'm going to tee this up to talk about what we, we're going to talk about because I think, well, we just dropped the last set of family mm-hmm. off at the airport mm-hmm. and today we wanted to talk about this concept of like time management how do we manage our time mm, mm-hmm. and certainly with holidays and how much weight i've gained over the time that they were here 
<laughs> I feel like I am due for some sort of like a, I'm like ready for this next chapter. And I think it's just a good time for us to look at. And by next chapter, I just mean we're now at a place where we're not having to share a space with everybody and have to plan around eight different people's versions of what the day is going to look like. Yeah. Maybe a new normal after being with family for a month. Exactly. Yeah. It's not me saying that I did not enjoy that. I really did. It was really helpful having them here. So there were restful. a lot of things that yeah. we were able to do yep. while they were here. But also at the same time, there are things that as a person who's very routine, I was not able to do like it was disrupted or mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. cut out entirely. And so I think, what we wanted to talk about today was just this idea of how do we manage our time? And I think what started it for me in terms of wanting to talk about it was one of our listeners saying, how do you guys have a podcast? Like we're in the same stage or similar stage of life as you are. How do you maintain what you're doing consistently and like not miss a week? And so, yeah, I think it's good to talk about this, especially in a time where I feel like a lot of the time management in air quotes that we had has been disrupted for better or for worse Mm -hmm. because of having uh, family here for the holidays. So I think to start off, I think what does time management mean to you and how has that evolved for us as a family since when we first started, you know, even just thinking about the concept of time management. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked about this in different ways. But this, to me, goes back to this concept of the ideal week. So tell me a little bit about what time management is, what it means to you, and maybe like what what later on we should talk about, like what we're going to try and do now at this like reset where it's just us again at the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll say I think like everything else in our life, we approach time management very differently. Yeah. You and I. And so I tend to be drawn to systems like Michael Hyatt's, you know, journal where you're, yeah, you have hourly, you're blocking your time by the hour, you mm-hmm. know, that's what I'm naturally drawn to. And that's totally unrealistic in this season of my life. And so time management has looked very different for me in different seasons when I was, you know, working for the city and, working with so many different departments, time management looked very different for me than it does now as a stay-at-home mom. In some ways, it's harder for me because I'm forced to operate with... I can still set up structure Mm -hmm. for my day, but I need to remain entirely flexible to the structure just completely derailing based on my child's needs or things that come up, tantrums, you know, there's the whole thing could be derailed. And so I have to be very loose with how structured I want to be. Yeah. Why are you laughing at me? I just think about how <laughs> on an Outlook calendar event, yeah. 15 minutes before the event starting, there's yeah. like a 15 minute prompt that yeah. pops up. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I guess toddlers don't, really abide by those not at all so like start times and end times are very Mm -hmm. fuzzy yep and can swing in any direction 15 minutes plus or minus yeah at best yep 
Yeah, I do like to keep time blocks. Yeah. So like I have a, I could have a morning block if I wake up <laughs> before the kids. You know, I would have that time to myself, and then I would have you know the block of time from when we get the kids up, we get them dressed and changed and get diapers changed and use the potty and breakfast. You're getting ready. You're getting out the door. And then after that time, it's kind of like the first nap. And then we go to like lunchtime, you know, so I like to have these blocks of time with some structured activities that the kids can know are kind of predictable. I'm not the type of person who likes to do the same thing every day the same way. I like to have more of the block of time and freedom within that to kind of choose what activity I want. I will say this though, because it might resonate with some people, being so structured or bent towards wanting that structure, I am not a super agile person. I don't pivot well from the plan. I like to have a plan and then we execute on the plan and then I feel a lot of achievement from that. <laughs> and that's very motivating to me as a person. Like achievement is a big motivator for me and so when I can't achieve the thing I set out to do and we have to pivot from that, it's very hard for me to do that. And so, you know, we can talk about how I've found ways that I kind of hack the system for my brain to think in those, I'm forced to think in those ways that are very uncomfortable for me. I have to pivot every day and it doesn't come naturally to me. I'm not like, I have to sit down and think through the pivot before I actually pivot but I'm not afforded that in the moment, you know? And so I've learned ways to kind of hack that for myself. Whereas I feel like for you, it's completely opposite. Like you are incredibly agile. You're so good at pivoting, making those like switches in the moment. I think that has to do with your strategic strength. You know, you're very strategic so you can make those pivots in a very like quick and calculated way. Yeah, the problem is that on the flip side, when I don't have, like, if I don't set deadlines for myself, mm. then you might as well say it, it's never going to get done. <laughs> and so I, I don't know if that really speaks anything to, like, the agile part or mm -hmm. as much as it's just my working style just doesn't lend itself to be so, like, I really have to almost, like, half of the effort for me feels like setting the deadline or setting the goal mm -hmm. is as much an effort for me as it is to actually like do it, it what it is that I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so I have to find myself consciously like having to plan out my day for myself. Otherwise it's just going to be really tough in terms of like getting anything done because yeah. there's so many things to do. Yeah. So let me ask you this because you are, are a little bit different than me and that you are very routine. You don't mind doing the same thing yeah. every single day, but you're also really good at like pivoting. You have this like very strategic muscle that you can exercise mm -hmm. just so naturally. So tell me in your mind what the difference is between doing the same thing every day versus having a rigid structure in place and what that makes you f feel like. Do you like it? Do you not? 
Yeah, I think those are to me the same thing. I think that the reason I tend to thrive in, let's just call it protocol, because okay, you know I've been following a protocol on the gym, and that has led me to be incredibly consistent in a way that I have never been mm-hmm. in like you know years and years and years prior to starting from high school basically because I wasn't following a program or a protocol until now and like I could confidently say like I've been consistently going to the gym the past year or year you know year or so and so I think what makes it so easy for me to fold into or or execute on a protocol that's already in place is that it's already been thought out it's already put in place and so there's already so many hurdles in terms of trying to get something done Mm -hmm. that if you don't even know what to do when you get to the gym in this case it only increases the hurdle it makes it all the more difficult for you to actually be able to do what it is that you want to do and so you know i mean you you see me do this like if there's clothes i need to change into they're already laid out the gym bag's already packed like all of these things that could be barriers to me saying yes to getting up early and going to the gym in the morning are basically removed up to and including the actual things that i'll be doing at the gym it's preloaded on the phone I just follow through it. It's on my watch, blah, 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 blah. And I do it. And so what you'll, what I found is that once I actually get into it, it actually is really easy, but it's just like the hurdle of getting to the task itself as one of the hardest parts for me. And so the reason I tend to thrive in doing the same thing over and over and over is that not so much that I'm just like so, so rigid and I can't be flexible. Yeah, you're not a very rigid person, which is why it's surprising to me that you do yeah, enjoy that. It's because it's thoughtless. That's why. So do you, would you say then that the follow through is the hard piece for you and the routine makes the follow through easy hoops to jump through? Yeah, the routine makes the follow through less of a mentally taxing I see. Um, task. Mm-hmm. And so flip that back to like my workplace if i don't have tasks set out for me through the day that i think that i have to think through accomplishing Mm -hmm. like a loose version of the michael hyatt big three things that you're going to knock out Uh it's going to be really difficult for me to be able to concentrate my focus on what it is i'm supposed to be doing at that time you know aside from like things that you know you need to do during the day yeah and so in ways like the ways that i've seen greatest success is if those things are pre-planned for me Whereas on the flip side, if it's something that I need to think through the day of, it's not going to get done. I already know it. It's just not. So, yeah, that's just how I'm wired. And I think what's interesting for you is that in the same way that you enjoy having blocks of times set for different things Mm -hmm. is probably for like it's the structure is the same, but the purpose is different. (laughs) It seems from me. Yeah. The structure is the same in that there's these things that are pre-programmed, but the purpose for it is not for you to like remove the thought from it. It's for you to actually like fill it with something that could be different from what it was yesterday or last week. Yeah. And so one of the differences I've seen you like do in your planning is on this day of the week, I don't remember which, but there's a day maybe where you want to take the kids out. Like yes. get get them yep. outdoors. Yep. And well, okay, now it's winter. It's colder than usual. It's challenging to do that. So like, what can we do alternatively? Right. And yep. so from that, you develop a list of three to five things 
that you just cycle through or if that's not enough then you add to that list whereas for me i think if outdoor time in my opinion means just going outside like in our neighborhood uh-huh. every single day that week yeah that's good enough for me yeah so the program is the same the schedule is the same the purpose is totally like yeah that's what that looks like in terms of executing it is completely different yeah and that's probably where you and i differ in what time management looks like yep is that i think i need it for a sense of like being able to follow through to completion and i think for you it's just much more being able to have a set of things that you can look back to saying that i've done these things today like i've accomplished this today yeah when it, i think when it comes to time management people can get really <sighs> tripped up on the system part like what's going to be the best system and I think I I will say that a big piece of you being able to prioritize time well I think does involve having a good system in place but I think the thing is that we are more nuanced as people than some you know, assessment is going to spit out results for telling us that we need this, you know, journal or, you know, it's just, there's these like cookie cutter ways or systems. And we tend to want to model after people that we, I guess, in a sense, follow. Yeah. And those things may not always, they may not work well with you specifically, and they may not work well in every season. And so an example is that that, that's why I say it's interesting for you that you have this rigid, I feel like you are a very creative person and somebody telling you what to do or how to manage your time is like literally a nightmare to you. Like you want to be in, like you value autonomy and being able to control and dictate how you manage your time. And Mm -hmm. so somebody putting that kind of, rigid structure on you where you have to I think of like a setting where you have to clock in you clock out like this very micromanaged kind of rigid structure setting would just be a nightmare to you and yet you're a type of person who likes to do you do like routine Mm -hmm. and you like doing some of the same things and so what's interesting is that someone might hear oh you like this like rigid structure and be like oh well you would like the Michael Hyatt journal And you'd be like, no, I literally hate that journal. (laughs) And so it's just, I say that to say, I think it's important to understand people are more nuanced than I think we give credit for. Yeah. And you have to find what works for you, not just what works for somebody else and try to apply it to you or your season. And I think that's the hard piece because then we just get tripped up into like, let me find the system. Let me find the system. Let me find the system. We spend all amount of time and money yeah, I'm not like that. on the right system. And it just, we never follow through with it. I think people get so hung up and tripped up on the how of time management. Yeah. The strategy. Yes. That they don't pause and think about the why. Yeah. And so I think as you're talking, one of the things that, stood out to me was because while that isn't the way that I work currently, like I don't clock in or out, thankfully, Mm -hmm. like that's just not the world that I'm in. I have been in seasons of my life in an environment where that was Mm -hmm. a clock in clock out. I mean, you know, worked in a sandwich factory Mm -hmm. in uh, between semesters in college and 
I did a stint in Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Or like you're you're clocking in and yep. you have to be there. And we were opening. So that's like, you know, I don't, I don't even remember. Like 530 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I don't necessarily mind those in terms of being in environments where you had that type of structure. I think where I differ though is when you do these things for the sake of just doing them. Mm-hmm. And so I think like back to the protocol that I'm following on at the gym, I think what part of the reason why I'm so willing to follow that type of protocol is because of the things that the people that have created the protocol have said about their philosophy on weight training in general mm-hmm. that I like that really resonated with me. Yeah. And so I was able to capture their why. So like, why do you have things programmed like this Mm -hmm. why do you have this variation in your programming because there's a lot of questions that can come up like why are we lifting these things on this days versus that why do we have a you know stretch of three weeks where you're doing low repetitions and then you mix it up with high volume high reps lower weight Mm -hmm. and all of that discussion i've already like listened to and read up on and followed even prior to running into one of their programs so i think once i am in alignment with this person's why or as to why we have something set up a certain way yeah i'm able to run with it almost without question yeah so that's that's probably where the difference lies is that i don't you know like when you talked about i wouldn't be able to do michael hyatt's whatever he does was like i don't get what he does like i don't i don't get like i haven't taken the time to unpack Mm. what his shtick is I'm not saying it's bad or good. I just, I haven't resonated with it. And so it doesn't, I'm not willing to just be like, oh yeah, like it needs to be something that I feel like I need to improve on. And he's a solution that's providing that. And those things meet at the right time. That's mm-hmm. what happened with like, you know, Mind Pump Media Yeah. at the gym. Yeah. And I think if that were to be the case with somebody that's running into time management issues and they start reading up on Michael Hyatt's whatever journal that he has that he sells for a lot of money, (laughs) then that's great. But I think those two things need to happen where there's like a conscious deficiency that you have plus a solution that you've seen work and an alignment in the philosophy of how they're executing that. And so, you know, you could just come up with that yourself probably and do trial and error and figure out what works for you. I think we've done a mix of all three. I mean, we've done a mix of both. I didn't mention three things. So what's interesting now is that for our time management, a lot of it has been relegated to mornings and evenings because largely our time has been dictated by other factors outside of our quote-unquote control Yeah. during the work day. Right. And so I think that's been just a more recent like conscious effort for us to try and be more intentional about what we do in the mornings and the and in the evenings and then we fold in back that question of well you guys are recording a podcast sometime between those mornings and those evenings and so how do you do that and so you know it is something that i think we are doing slowly and methodically and it's not something that we just like all of a sudden you know we go from zero to hero like this has been years in the making yeah and i think you and i have just both recognized that I don't know why this cheesy quote comes to mind, but like first you make your choices and then your choices make you. (laughs) And, and so 
we are desperately trying to be deliberate about the choices that we make in the evenings and in the mornings. Yeah. And I just find myself right now in a very, like in a place that I'm like really longing to return back to that because yeah. we haven't had that. I mean, you saw the amount of, the number of times we woke up in the mornings, I'm like, ah, didn't go to the gym again. And it's not like I couldn't have gone. I think it was just not very realistic because of how late we stayed up when family was here. Mm-hmm. And that's really not the only thing, you know, that I feel like could stand to have a kind of a reset. And so I think with that time management part, I've realized like you and I are becoming much more routine Mm -hmm. and it's led to a lot of like good things. Yeah. There was something when you were talking about that, that I wanted to say, um, I was thinking about how I used to work with a lot of people and I would coach them on this very thing, time management, goal setting, you know, the whole bit, because a lot of people wanted to advance. And it's interesting that people are often told you make time for and prioritize the things that are important to you. And I do agree with that statement Mm -hmm. to some extent, (laughs) because you think about like this podcast and us maintaining this from week to week. And I, I don't think that either of us, like if we didn't record it a night that we would say the reason for that is because it's unimportant to us. It wasn't that it was important and now it's unimportant. Yeah. It doesn't change. And so I think we kind of get it wrong when we say that. I don't think our priorities all of a sudden just become unimportant. That's why we don't do them. You know, the person who wants to get up and go to the gym and work out. I don't think it's that they really think that their health is not important to them. I think it's that there is a sense of rhythm and like even circadian rhythm. Like we are very rhythmic people and like humanity is very rhythmic. And if we don't learn how to fold the things that we want to do into rhythms, yeah, then other things will take the place. And it's not that those things are unimportant. It's that we haven't maybe focused on the right rhythm, the right thing to make routine. It's just interesting because I would hear that a lot from people and they would feel really defeated. Like this is important to me and I don't know why I can't just do this. I would just sit there and think, you know, I don't think that that's... Like I can, I, this this person is coming to me for help. They think that this is important, and so what's really keeping like people in that situation from doing the thing that they want to do? And I think it really goes back to if you want to make a change, or if you want to replace your time in the sense that you're using it in a certain way, you want to manage it better by doing something else then you have to figure out like what is that replacement going to look like? And you have to like literally acknowledge, okay, I've been doom scrolling. And instead of doom scrolling on Thursday evenings, we're going to record a podcast no matter what, like that's going to be the thing that we do. And so then for us, that's literally the only way we've been able to sustain this. Yeah. And if we've missed, it's not because the podcast wasn't quote unquote important to us. Is that we allowed something else to fill the time <laughs> and in just our daily routine. And so it's it's literally that you have to figure out like, what am I going to swap out when it comes to how I'm using my time? Mm-hmm. And so if if it you know the desire is I'm gonna get up early and I'm gonna go to the gym, 
well, then you have to think about like the activities that you're going to swap out. Okay, I'm going to swap out like hitting the snooze button over and over again for that. Yeah. And so, again, I don't think it, I don't think it necessarily comes down to what's what's important to me or I think these things that we desire to do are important to us. I think sometimes we just don't have the right means in place for getting us there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can spiritualize it and be like, you, God's a creative designer. Mm. And are you emulating his ability to create order out of chaos or create general, like be creative or are you consuming? And so with like phones and internet and like social media specifically, like specifically that, that is mostly at the end of the day, just entertainment and distraction and consumption. And they are not inherently evil, but I think we probably underestimate how powerful they actually are. Mm -hmm. And so, and by powerful, it's not so much that this is like looming ominous, like spirit that is hovering over you as much as it is its addictive properties it how it taps into like our humanity's like innate deep desire to feel desired mm-hmm. and like all of these like very almost primal feelings that caters itself to be as powerful as it is and so i think it's specifically bumping up on that with within our parenthood within our relationship within our week to week as to how much it actually ends up taking up or can take up any given evening any given that includes everything too like yeah movies youtube videos any type of entertainment and they're not inherently bad right like i think you know bar, you know leave out any of the extreme cases mm-hmm. um, but that needs to be kept in check in some way or form and yeah. so inserting a conscious i'm going to create whatever it is yep a podcast or you're going to write some music or you're going to whatever your creative outlet is mm-hmm. that that is a much it feels like it's much harder to do in today's world whereas where there is seemingly endless sources of the ability for you to be entertained so yeah that's just something that we're trying to push back on that yeah. we're realizing that we're becoming more conscious of and that we're intentionally putting a stake in the ground that we will as much as we can try to do something where we're consciously putting effort into pushing back from this endless source of distraction mm-hmm. and entertainment. Yeah. So when you're talking, I was thinking it's kind of twofold in that you have to weed, weed out the things that are consuming your time that are distractors and then decide what you're going to fill the time with once you've done that. So if doom scrolling is like, yeah. The thing that you're filling your time with, but you know it's keeping you from other things you want to be prioritizing that are important to you. Well, you got to weed those things out. You got to re- figure out what you're going to replace that time with, you yeah. know? So what is important to you? Take some time to think through like those, you know, but if, what, if you want to call them goals, whatever you want to call them, you know? Right. And then the second piece is I, that I think has been super helpful for us just relating back to like this podcast, you know, how do we keep this going? It's understanding that a lack of motivation doesn't mean lack of importance in that there are some days we sit down and I don't feel like doing this. That doesn't mean, 
<laughs> well, that doesn't mean that it's not important. And yeah. it kind of goes back to that thought I had before of so many times people are told you prioritize what's important to you. And it's like, well, I think sometimes we just misplace or we elevate motivation unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And if we're not motivated to do something, then we don't prioritize that thing or we don't want it. You know, and it's like, no, I don't really think that's how it is. I think sometimes we're just lacking in motivation or energy because we're tired. <laughs> right. Um, or we've had a bad day or, a, you know, whatever it is. And so I think just kind of forcing yourself to jump through the hoops. Like once the distractions are taken away, you know what you're going to fill your time with. Then just doing it even when it's hard to do it, even when you don't want to do it. Until it's just like, this is just, up. this is just, yeah, just show up. Yeah. And this is what we do on Thursday nights now. We record a podcast and that's it. You know, it's just like good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, that's what we're doing because it's become like part of what who we, we are and yeah. wh- how we live our week. And so I think that's a piece of it too. It's just taking the motivation piece, passion, whatever you want to call it. It's just, you know what? Yeah. Whether you feel like doing it or not, just do it. And just because you're lacking in motivation doesn't mean it's not important to you. <laughs> so, What does James Clear say, babe? He says a lot of things, babe. Well, one of the things he says is you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall, fall to, to the, the level, level of your systems. systems. <laughs> well, hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table.